Welcome to the Destiny Church Tees Valley podcast. As you listen, it is our prayer that you are transformed by audacious faith, inspiring hope, and extravagant love. Marriage is such a powerful thing when it works well, when it's healthy, when it's growing healthily. It's so important for marriage to grow healthy. And we see so often marriages going bad, but actually when they work well, they are absolutely fantastic. There's nothing like it. It's what God instituted and said it wasn't good for man to be alone. You know, he didn't say it wasn't good for a woman to be alone, (laughs) but uh, it's not good for a man to be alone. Alone. Now, one of the things is to remember that your marriage is always growing. The question is, is whether you're growing closer or you're growing further apart. But you're always growing. That's why we need to understand that marriages don't just uh, happen. Healthy marriages aren't just something that just happens on their own. It's not automatic. It's not like um, you get married and you, because when you get married, you think you're madly in love. And you never, ever see that there's going to be a problem. There's never going to be a difficulty. You're never going to argue. He's always going to agree with me. It's wonderful, yes? But actually, we know, and as you're the older you get, you realize that actually, the two of you change. You gradually change in many ways. You change the way you think. You change about your mind on various things. And um, and so it's important that we not just... Um, commit to being together, but we commit to growing healthy, healthy marriages. And so that's important. Proverbs 24 and verse 3 says, homes are built on the foundation of wisdom and understanding. A home is built on wisdom. Yes, it says a, a home is built on wisdom, it is established through understanding, and it is filled with rare and precious things because of knowledge. So it's key that we are wise in our marriages and we understand that it's going to take wisdom, it's going to take understanding, it's going to take skill, it's going to take all that you have to work at marriage. Philippians 1 and verse 9 says this, I pray that your love will keep on growing because of your knowledge and insight. So use knowledge and insight for to grow your marriage because it will need it yes when i was thinking about this uh, this sermon one of the images that i had in my mind to remind the guys particularly is uh, is to think of yourself as a soldier when a soldier is on parade they stand to and all our wives say yes yeah, to the husbands, stand to attention. Why, do we, why does a soldier stand to attention? They stand to attention because it's a stance to say, I have your full attention. In other words, they stand straight, they chest out, whatever, and, and focus. And even when they salute, it's like they, they can, your focus is. On, on that. In other words, you're, you're open to the next command. What is the next thing that's going to be happening? And if we approached our marriages like that, in other words, paying attention to each other so that we're not just kind of 
expecting things, we're not being complacent, but we're actually paying attention to each other because that's what your marriage will require. It will require you to pay attention to one another. I remember these uh, hearing of a guy that uh, was in a railway carriage and he was sitting across from a young beautiful lady and she happened to sneeze with such a force that her glass eye fell out. Well, being a young man and being quick, he caught the glass eye. Well, they got talking, they laughed about it and one thing after another, they started dating and eventually they got married and they asked her, he says, well, you know, how come you got married? He says, well, he caught my eye. <laughs> you like that one, don't you? That's as best, as, that's as good as they get, okay. Um, but Ayo and Victor today are together because they caught each other's eye. When we get married, we get married because they caught our eye, because we gave them attention. They, they caught our attention, we caught their attention. There was, there was that reciprocity that was, that was going on, yes? Uh, I know. <clears throat> um, but in other words, it was, it was something that you, that you were attracted to one another. There was, you paid attention to one another, yes? And so it's so important for us to realize that this is important for us. 1 Corinthians 7, verses 33 and 34 says this, Marriage involves you in all the domestic life and wanting to please your spouse, leading to so many more demands on your attention. In other words, when you get married, there's suddenly going to be a lot more issues because then your attention is going to be taken up with a lot of the demands. Yes, particularly if safe children come on board. But you're, you, you know, you're, you're thinking of getting family, you're thinking of the house, you're thinking of so many things, paying bills and all sorts of things take your attention. And it's so easy to drift apart because the focus has been changed. Prior to marriage, we are sending flowers and notes and phone calls and doing all sorts of things. And then when we get married, it's so easy then to take it for granted. And we stop doing the things that actually were the things that brought each other together. And so it's important that we still do those kind of things in our life. The thing is, attention tends to wear off, as does attraction. They wear off. It's a little bit like buying a new car. When you buy yourself a new car, and it might be a brand new, but, but it's new to you, is when you first get your car, what do you do? You polish it, you clean it, you make the kids take their, cook, their shoes off before you get in, everything's all you've got, it's smelling lovely, it's just, you know. But a year down the line, there's muddy shoes, there's all sorts of things, there's sweet wrappers down the side of the sweets, there's chewing gum, there's McDonald's paper, there's all sorts of things. Why? Because what once drew your attraction, what once was, was the attention of your, of, your, of, your, your, of your life, you thought, this is great, suddenly you become complacent with and you start to take it for granted. And, and we all do that. It's so easy to do that in our lives. So it's important for us to pay attention to one another because paying attention to one another is love. It's giving of your time, giving of your life to them. Yes? And so it's important that we do that. 
Another reason why we need to pay attention to our spouse is because God often speaks to us through our spouse. We see that through the Bible, don't we? But it's so important to us to realize that actually God wants to, wants to talk to us and often he talks to us through the people who are closest to us. And our wife or our husband is the one that actually is so close and can see things and they, they are able to be able to speak things into your life or over your life. And so it's important what we speak into each other's lives and what we say. And unfortunately, because they are so close, we fail to hear God through them. And so it is important that we do that. Now, the thing is, ladies, you've got to understand how a man ticks. <laughs> now, a guy is very, is, is kind of hunter-gatherer. He likes a mission, he likes a goal, he likes the kind of thing. So what happens is one day he wakes up and he goes, I need to find me a wife. And so he sets off on a mission to find himself a beautiful wife. And once he finds himself a beautiful wife, and he's got married, then what happens is his focus changes. Because his focus now is in, I've got my wife, I now need to provide for my wife. And so what happens is the wife looks and thinks, hang on a minute, what happened to all these long walks on an evening and reading poetry and, you know, and, and those kind of, and, and he's going, but no, but I'm on a mission now. I've got to provide because I love you and I want to provide for you. And so it's so easy for our attention and our focus to go away. Yes? Same with you ladies. Especially when children come on board. I remember when Faith was born, how I kind of trying to get, Kath, I'm still here. <laughs> remember me? <laughs> To fetch this, do that, and I'm thinking, do I exist any longer? <laughs> now, I know you ladies wouldn't be like that, but, but it's so easy for focus to change. Yes, life events cause so often our attention to focus, so that's why I'm saying to you one of the golden rules and keys for a healthy marriage is to keep paying attention to one another in all that you do. The second thing that you do when a soldier is on the parade ground is they have to get into a line, don't they? They have to, they're in a row and they, they'll march whatever and they'll come up and then they'll say about turn or whatever and things, you know. Um, and, uh, and, but once they've done that, they, then they've got to adjust themselves to be in line. Sometimes they might put their hand on the shoulder, whatever, or they're looking down the line because they want to be in alignment. They want to be. And so it's so important for us in our marriages to be in alignment. And in order to be in alignment, we have to make adjustments for each other. Yes, <clears throat> things are going to happen, life's going to change, a lot of things are going to go through. So constantly you need to be looking, in what way do I need to adjust? I find particularly when you first get married, there may be lots of things. And sometimes we think that the big things in life are the things that actually that we need to adjust to. But sometimes the big things are easier to adjust to than the little things. For example, like which way does the toilet roll go around? That's, that, that is, that's an argument waiting for, do you know what I'm trying to say? So it's the small things that so often think, you know, that, you know, put the toilet lid down. Is it, is it down or is it up? <laughs> so what I'm saying to you is all these, sometimes it's small adjustments. And as you're going through married life together, there are adjustments that you need to make. And so just be aware of that, that it's important that you keep doing that. I mean, life 
brings those adjustments, whether it's the patter of little feet or moving house or job or ministry changes. There's all sorts of things that can, uh, can uh, um, grab your attention and things that can cause you to focus off and do you need to make an adjustment, yes? So it's important uh, for us to do that um, in, in what, we, what we're doing. I've lost my place. There we go. Now, one of the things about <clears throat> the, the requirement for adjustment is, is that we are all unselfish at heart. And, um, <clears throat> and so if you want to remain unselfish, stay single. But if you want to learn to grow and develop and to become holy, really holy, get married. <laughs> because you will have so many opportunities in which you will either adjust or you will cause conflict. And so it's important for us to realize that, that there is about us um, being unselfish in that. 1 John 3 verse 18 says, Our love should not be just in words and talk. It must be true love which shows itself in action. And Philippians 2 and verse 4 says, look out for one another's interests, not just your own. And so unfortunately, as I've said, the longer you're married, the often the less that you think about your spouse's needs. <clears throat> I remember hearing of a couple that had just got newly married, a bit like Victor and I.O. And you can just imagine Victor taking I.O. and going to the, to the hotel. And, um, and, and I.O. says to Victor, just pretending now, um, the, the, and, and I always say to Victor, let's just pretend that we're not, you know, that we're not newly married. Yeah, that we've been married for, for a long time, that it's not, you know, it's just that. So Victor turns around and he says, okay, you carry the bags. <laughs> you, you see what I mean? What I'm saying is, is we all laugh because we know it's true, don't we? Because the longer you're married, the more you take things for granted. And we know that actually they've been married for a long time. Why? Because there are things happening that if when they're newly in love that doesn't happen and, and changes so it's important that we do adjust and make those adjustments uh, for each other yes the third thing you need to do is to keep showing affection now again I picture uh, the soldier on the ground on the uh, parade ground and he stood to attention and he's aligned himself but then he puts his hand on the soldier next to him gives him a little bit of affection yeah or it might be kind of, there are times in, in the army, there's times in life when we need to show each other affection. And so in our marriage, it's important that we show each other affection. Yes, that, we, that we're rooting for one another, that we're just kind of showing each other that affirmation that is, that, that is needed. Romans 12 verse 10 says, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Yes, it's important that we stay in love, that we stay in love. And one of the keys for that is to remember why you fell in love in the first place. What was it that attracted to, to you, attracted them to you? What is it that, that, that you did when you were first uh, married, uh, when you were first dating? What are those kind of things? It's also good to remember that love is not a feeling. So if you might not feel loving, it's important that you act loving because the feelings will follow the acts. Yes, that's important to us. And unfortunately, too often, marriage is a little bit like this. Before marriage, it's you take my breath away. And after marriage, it's I feel like I'm suffocating. <laughs> or before marriage, he makes me feel like a million pounds. And after 
if I had a, a, a penny for every stupid thing he'd done. So in other words, there's a before and after so often that we're aware of, aren't we? Yes? <clears throat> um, before, it's kind of, is that all you're having, love? And afterwards, don't you think you ought to have a salad? So we need to remember that there is an enemy to our marriages, to our romance that's in it. And the key and the biggest one out of all of them is busyness. Busyness will kill any relationship because you're not having that time together. Time together is one of the most important things that you can do. And so I'd say today to Victor and I all, spend quality and quantity time together at every opportunity. Because I want to say this to you, no one else will make time for your marriage. No one else will make time for your marriage. Everybody else will want your attention, will want your time, will want your expertise, will want demands on you. You two have to concentrate, as we all do that are married, on ensuring that we have quality and quantity time together. Yes? It is a common denominator in studies, after studies, that good, healthy marriages, that they have quality and quantity time together. It's important that we do that, yes? I want to say to you, you can be committed to Jesus. I've seen people really on fire for God, but if they don't spend time with their spouse, the, the, the relationship goes, grows apart. So it's key for us, yes? It's, it's, um, it, it's something that God has put into us. The other thing that a soldier does on the parade ground is uh, they shout, don't they? They shout affirmation. They shout to each other. They there's the, the commands are shouted and they, they will shout back or they will uh, do various things to have um, and to show their appreciation, to show their affirmation. Whatever situation they're in, one of the keys is, is constantly to keep honking affirmation, to keep on saying the things that we do. And the reason we need to do this in our marriages is because every single one of us need affirmation. We all need it. We're all desperate for people to show, uh, show us their appreciation, that we feel appreciated, that we know that somebody in our life appreciates us. And we should be our spouse's number one big honker. Yes, we should be the one that's our spouse's number one person who is uh, shouting affirmation, is giving positive things into their life. We need it. Hebrews 3 and verse 13 says there, Encourage each other every day while it is today. In other words, it's a daily thing, isn't it? Daily representing this, daily habits. So get into that. Three things I want to quickly to say for you to appreciate about your spouse. The first thing is, appreciate your spouse's value. When something has value... Um, like, for example, if, you, if your house appreciates in value, what happens to it? Does it go down in price or go up? It goes up, doesn't it? So something that, has, that is appreciated goes up in value. So in other words, in your marriages, if you appreciate one another, the, the value of each other that you place on one another will go up um, uh, uh, in regard to that. Proverbs 12.25 says, A word of encouragement does wonders. Yes? So it's important that we do that. I heard of a bride made her first meal for her husband. And she says, I made you 
my two specialties, meatballs and apple pie. And the husband says, great, I love them both. Which one is this? <laughs> that wasn't me, guys. Secondly, appreciate your spouse's strengths. The things that they are good at. Compliment them on the things that they are good at. Constantly look for the things that they are. It's our job to bring out the best in our spouse. To be the number one person who will bring out the best. And so do that in all that they do. Be a dream builder, not a dream buster. Be one who kind of builds up uh, those things. It's probably, certainly for a man, it's probably one of the most important things you can do for a guy is to believe in him. Even when he comes out with wacky ideas, because that's what he will do. He will come out with all sorts of wacky dreams. But if you'll believe in him, that will give him great uh, uh, value. He will feel absolutely appreciated more than anything else. And the third thing to do is to appreciate each other's ministry. Particularly when we know Jesus, we are involved in ministry. God has called us to serve, to serve in the body of Christ, to serve the lost, to serve each other. And so it's important that actually when you're in, in marriage that you serve together and you value each other's ministry. It's so easy to think one person's ministry maybe is more important than another, but we need to value each other's ministry. So you're in. And so my, my thing is, is get a ministry, if you can, that you can serve in together. Then you're spending time together. You're on the same wavelength. You're at home. You can kind of, you can talk about the same things. You know, so wherever that ministry might be, you can be talking about and, and praying about and planning about uh, together and encouraging one another in it. It is so important to do that. Lastly, but just because it's last does not mean to say that it is the least. It is actually the most important. Save the best to last. And this key, if you will grab hold of this key and keep this key as the center of your marriage, you will fulfill the others. You will, when things go sour, you have a way of being able to come back and to, to return to your first love and to return back to things. And that is to keep following Jesus. Keep following the king. When you're in the army, as we've just had yesterday, we had the celebration of the queen's birthday. All of that pomp and all that ceremony and every soldier that was on parade, they were there for one person, the queen. And we've got to remember that we are here for him, for Jesus. And we've got to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. We've got to realize that he is, as John said earlier, he is the answer to all our questions. The question is, is what's the question? Because whatever the question is, it, 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 it comes back. Uh, come back to God. Uh, he, is, he is the answer to it. Yes? I mean, for example, when, when the angel exclaimed to Mary that you're going to have a child, she said, but how can this be? And what was Gabriel's response? It was, by the Holy Spirit. Every time you look through the, through the New Testament, you see that any time there's a question, it says, how can I love my own? Now you love it through the Holy Spirit. It's Pentecost today. <laughs> And it's important for us to realize that actually it's only as we keep following Jesus, we're filled with the Holy Spirit, 
that we can actually be what we are intended and what God designed and purposed us to be. And you can only be that as you follow him, as you have him as the very center of your life. That's what I want you to do. As I said to Victor and to Ayo earlier, <coughs> as we presented them, as we presented them with a, a Bible, keep the Bible central. Read it together, pray together. If you do those things together, come to church together. The statistics are so great for <coughs> healthy marriages when you pray together, read the word together, and you attend church together, and you're committed in serving together. It's so high, the rates of successful marriages. And, uh, and so we're not just saying this because, you know, we're a church. We're saying this because it works. It works in every field that, that God, when you put him central and you live for him, and you put him at the central as, uh, as, as symbolically Victor and I all did that today with the candles, took themselves, and although they have Christ in them, they said, in our marriage, we're going to make Christ central. We're going to be, we, we too become one in marriage, but we recognize that we, that we are a three-chord, um, a, a three-fold chord. We are, we're not just two of us, but Christ is central to us. And so today, I just want to give you that opportunity. If you've never met Christ, if you've never given Jesus the opportunity to be, to be part of your life, today, I want to give you that chance. And I'm just going to pray a short prayer. And if you want to, you can just pray that. Pray that in your heart. Uh, there are some communication cards in the, uh, in the plastic containers in front of you. You can take one of those and just put your name on. And if today you want to give your life to Jesus, then just put that on there. Maybe today you're, just, you're in a marriage and your marriage has been struggling and you're looking on and you're, you're remembering <coughs> how your marriage started and how it, it, it was, came together. And, and as you've looked at Victor and I own, it just brought back such uh, wonderful memories. And you're maybe thinking to yourself, if only we could be there again. Um, you know, I'm going to pray for, for your marriages, but maybe you want to just put that down on the communication card. And maybe another relationship, just as we talked about, it applies to every relationship. Yes, that, that, we, that we pay attention, that we show affirmation, that we... Um, you, you know that, that we are in alignment with one another and that works in every sphere it works in church uh, in church as church grows and, and things uh, change just just that being aligned um, and primarily to be aligned to Jesus so I'm going to pray and feel free to pray it in your heart and if you do make the prayer I'd love for you to just to make a note of it on the communication card but it's what happens in your heart that if you pray this prayer you cross the line you become we believe you become a born again Christian you become into the family of God and you have a brand new life and the Holy Spirit comes in and he wants to work in you and he will change the way that you think you'll have a different perspective of life all because of Jesus so just pray with me today if you want to um, if you want to be part of, of what I've talked about having Jesus in your life Heavenly Father I thank you that you sent Jesus Christ to be in my place. I thank you that he was my replacement. And I pray today that you would help me, Lord, to live for you. I pray that you would forgive me of all the things that I have done wrong, the things that I have said wrong, 
that, Lord, that you would welcome me into your family. I ask today that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power each day to live for you so that today would be the first day of a brand new life in you. I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Saviour. Amen. Maybe today, if you're in a marriage or a relationship, it might just be a work relationship or some other, but today, particularly for marriage, we're just going to pray over you today. Father, I just pray for every person here today that's married. I ask, Lord, that you would be the glue in their relationship. I pray, Lord, that as they've been joined together in holy matrimony, I pray that, Lord, that you would just be so central that your power, your presence, and your purposes would be central to every marriage in this place. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to see where they need to pay attention, where the little details are things that can just light a spark. I pray, Lord, that you would open everyone's eyes to see the things from small things to big things that can change their relationship. I pray, Lord, today that you would give every married person wisdom. They, we know, Lord, that you are wisdom. We pray, Lord, that they would have wisdom and understanding and knowledge in order to work skillfully and work, Lord, powerfully on their marriage. I pray for this in your lovely name, that you would help every marriage. I pray, Lord, that today that, uh, that, that husband and wives would be speaking affirmation over each other. Lord, that there would just be a new sense of purpose and destiny together in Jesus' name. I pray for all, for all today. I pray for every relationship. I pray for those that are here today that are thinking of a strange relationship, maybe not, not a marriage, but I ask Heavenly Father that you would just help them to use these keys to bring transformation into their workplace, into their, into their school or their university or into wherever it might be into their place, they might be into their gym or uh, into their network of friends or neighbors. I pray, that, Lord, that these keys would help each one of us to grow healthy relationships in you, I pray in Jesus' lovely name. Amen. If you would like to know more, please visit us at www.thedestinychurch.co.uk